Destiny is always driven by your distinctives. The things about you that make you different are the things that will drive you into your destiny. Often the things that embarrass you about yourself are the very things that God has empowered you with to make a difference in your world. Come on, Blakeney. I know I'm not normally on the screen, but you can clap. Because a lot of times we spend our time running from the things that God wants to use to lead us into our new season and into our greatest effectiveness. Touch somebody next to you and say, Be distinctive. Uh, Israel was always meant to be different than the other nations. God never intended for them to fit in. In fact, the reason that He called Israel was so that He could have a special possession, something different than all the surrounding nations, a nation on which His name could rest. He wanted them to be distinctive, and it broke God's heart more than anything when His people tried to pretend like they were what God had called them out of. It broke his heart when they wanted a king for themselves, a human king, when God wanted to be their king. And I think it still must really break the heart of God when we try to get out of other people something that God himself desires to give to us, something that only he can give. If you're, if you're a business owner, raise your hand, or if you're an aspiring business owner, an entrepreneur of any kind, one of the things you, you've got to do if your business is going to succeed or be great, remember we said that greatness is a product of separation preceded by uh, separation, preparation, and separation. Both work. I mean, I screwed it up, but the other one worked too. <laughs> Even my mistake was anointed just now. That's how great University City is. Now, watch this. There's something to that separation, preparation. There's something to that. Isn't there? Because Moses had to spend 40 years in Midian in the desert, separated from his people in order to go back to his people and lead them to a place that they no longer believed they were fit to go into. And sometimes God has to pull you away from people. And sometimes God has to pull you away from, from comfortable circumstances to propel you into your calling. Separation is preparation. Jesus often had to go away when it was early, and he had to go away and pray, away from Peter and away from John and away from James. I love y'all, but I can't be with y'all all the time because I got a calling. And in order to fulfill my calling, I, I gotta be separate. I gotta be consecrated. That's the church word. Consecrated. What does that mean? Separate. Set apart. Another uh, popular spiritual term is sanctified. It means set apart for a purpose. Sometimes God has to pull you away from people to set you apart for purpose. And you see it in Moses' life. God was preparing him to be a deliverer. But in order to prepare him to be a deliverer, he had to give him a distinctive feature. So, so Moses is born, and at three months old, he, he goes through his first separation, where his, his mother had to actually send him down the Nile. And, and the reason she had to do that is because Pharaoh was so afraid of 
the Israelites because they were becoming so numerous that he started killing all the firstborn boys. And so, so Moses's mom had to send him out. And then when he was taken up, he was taken up by one of Pharaoh's daughters. So now he's an Israelite by birth, but he's living in an Egyptian culture. He's no stranger to separation. He knows what it means to, to be living in one place, but to have come from another place. And some of you know that feeling as well. It's to be separated from your background. It's to be separated from the things that, 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 that are in your blood. It's to be separated. It's to say, you know, everybody in my family uh, didn't go to college, but, but I think I might get a degree. You know, all the males in my family ran off and, and left, but I think I'm going to stay and raise my kids. You, you know, my father was an alcoholic, but I don't think I need that. I think I'm going to find a different addiction. I think I'm going to get addicted to fulfilling my purpose and accomplishing the calling. There's a separation. A separation. So, so he's, he's born an Israelite or Hebrew. He's raised in Egypt. But then one day he murders an Egyptian because the Egyptian is beating the Hebrew and he's torn between the people that he came from and the people that he's had to live with and he doesn't know what to do so he responds in the wrong way because sometimes it feels like life is pulling you apart between your past and your present, between who you were and who you can be and you don't know what to do and so he does the wrong thing but, but he ends up on the run and that's why he went to Midian and that's why he, he ended up uh, in Midian tending sheep for 40 years and, and that's why he ended up separated not only from what he was born into but what he was raised in. And then God speaks to him about what he was called to do in a scene called the burning bush. And that's where God said, take off your shoes, Moses. Take off your shoes. Take off your… I'm not taking these off because I know there's some sneaker heads come up and grab them. He said, I, I want you to separate yourself from who you are so you can see who I am. The place you are standing is holy ground. And Moses, I've chosen you, and I've made you distinctive. I've set you apart. I've given you a destiny. And Moses has all these excuses. You know, he's like, "Well, I can't talk very good." And God said, "You know, your distinctive feature isn't your ability to talk. Your distinctive feature is the words I'm going to put in your mouth." So I need you to separate your view of yourself from my view of you. I need you to separate yourself from your excuses for a minute so you can embrace my purpose. What was God doing? He was creating a separation between what Moses was not and what God certainly was. He was creating a separation so that Moses, when he went back to Egypt, wouldn't think like the people who were still there. That's what the loneliness was about. The separation was preparation for purpose. I didn't preach this to be a dating seminar, but I just felt God say that there are some people who are holding out 
for a person that will compliment your calling and you're not giving yourself up and you feel kind of weird about it and you feel kind of strange about it but I needed to tell you to hold on because if you compromise what's distinctive about you you will disrupt your destiny by joining with something that doesn't look like you that won't walk with you that won't work for you so I wanted to tell you you're separate on purpose you're here for a reason in this season and many scholars have 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 have, have postulated that that the Exodus account where where Moses is leading the people out of Egypt is meant to parallel or mimic the Genesis account when God created the earth and that gives us a further insight cuz the scripture says that when when God was getting things started. How many feel like God is starting something in your life? How many want God to start something in your life, in your family, in your business, in your career? So it said, in the beginning, God created. Everybody say created. He created the heavens and the earth. Okay, Separate. In the beginning, God created. What's the title of my sermon? Creating separation. You get it in a minute because it said he created the heavens and the earth. Now watch this. This made me happy. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. I need to show you something because if I don't show it to you, I'm afraid you won't pick up on it. It says the darkness was over the face of the deep. It doesn't say God created the darkness. 1 John 1.5 says that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God didn't make the darkness. God didn't create sin. God didn't create shame. God is not the author of confusion. So the darkness was there, but then something happened. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said, How did God create what you see? By what He spoke. So He said, let there be light. And there was light. How many know God wants to speak some things over your life today? Some distinctive features. He wants to speak some things about what He put you here to do, about what He gave you your gifts for, about what you were created for. So He spoke that. Watch, watch, watch. That's not the good part. That's not the good part. Tell somebody that's not even it. And He saw that the light was good. That's what He spoke. And he he saw what was there that he didn't create. Then he spoke what he wanted to see. And then he said, I need to separate what was there before I spoke from what I spoke. Now here's what I think about that. I think God wants to create a separation in your life today. 
a separation between what was there before God spoke, what people said about you, what your past is saying about you, what your weakness informs about you, and the better word that he's speaking over your life. Let's get all that other stuff out of here. All that darkness, all that doubt, all that dysfunction. I gotta... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What God did in Genesis with the earth, he did through Jesus on the cross. And now he said, the old is gone, the new has come. Come on, give him praise on every campus. That's what God's doing in this place today. He's separating the light from the darkness. He's separating your purpose from your past. He's separating his words over your life from your worry about your future. He said, I got to create a separation so that the only thing that shines is what I spoke. Play my own organ, I'm preaching so good. Think the future. Stand out, child of God. Stop trying to be so similar. Stop trying to look like what you came from. Why are you so scared to stand out? Why are you so scared to stand out? I didn't start a church to be like all the other churches in the area. How many know that's why you're here? Not because it was so similar, but God wants to do a special thing. Don't trade in special for similar. And this is, this is the, the process by which God creates separation. You know, I heard that term before, but I never heard it in a sermon. I, I heard it in sports. They talk about basketball players who have the ability to create separation so, so they can take a shot with a higher percentage. And, and, and they talk about it in, in, even in fighting. They talk about a reach advantage. They talk about, you know, if this guy can create separation, he's going to make his opponent miss. One of my friends plays football. I told him, I said, I'm going to preach about creating separation. And I said, What, what would you say about this? Because he's a receiver. He said, well, tell, tell the people that creating separation isn't always about being fast. It's about knowing your route. I'm running out of time, but let me take a moment and hit on the comeback route. 
It's interesting the way that God leads us out of situations and into purpose, isn't it? It's, it's not usually a straight line. That was one of the things that was so confusing to Moses, is that God gave him some instructions that seemed insane. He said, I could take you straight into the promised land. This is where the people of Israel were headed. They were headed. And I know a lot of you may not have a ton of Bible background. You don't need to know all this to get what God wants you to have. You just need to embrace at the level that you can. And I'm using the promised land that they were going to to talk about all the promises that God has established and has spoken over your life. But the way God took them was unusual. The way he led them wasn't in a straight line. He told them to, to kind of go around an interesting route. And uh, I want to read you this in, in Exodus 14. I'm going to back up before that point where the waters separated and they went through on dry ground. It says in verse 1 that when God was telling them where to go, he said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi Hiaroth between Migdal and the sea. And, and I could stop right at tell the Israelites to turn back. That's what's unusual to me about the instruction. They leave Egypt after ten plagues, after Pharaoh has resisted, because God gets the greatest glory out of your life in the face of the greatest resistance. So it's not always easy. It's not supposed to be. It can't be. People can't see how strong your God is if your battles are never fierce. But when they finally leave and they're walking out and they're leaving Egypt, they start going, and God says, tell them to turn back. Do I have any um, football fans? Any, any big football fans? You can help me. Help me. You're big. Okay, just come help me real quick. Just with this one point. Come on up, both of you guys. Who's um? You know these guys. I love these guys. All right, look. Just real quick. We don't have long. I'm 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 really eating into my my sermon time here, and uh, they'll start leaving at the other campuses if I go long, and and I don't want that. All right, so come here. We're doing a little mock-up football scenario. You know, you know a comeback route in football. Yeah. So just demonstrate real quick, because a lot of people out here aren't football fans, and you know they don't know what I'm talking about. But this is what my friend was telling me about. So just just run a little comeback route. You be the defender. Just go. So watch. That's that's a comeback route. It means. Boy, I want to preach this so bad. Because where he's trying to go, the goal is over here. But he's got a defender on him, and if and if, if the defender's too close, watch go out, go out, go out, go out. If the defender's too close, he can't get what he's supposed to carry. So, in in order to make progress, in order to get to the goal, eventually, he has to come back in the wrong direction momentarily. Let's do it again because I think they're starting to get it. So what I'm saying is, hut. I'm saying sometimes, hut. Sometimes you're going out, and God will say, "Come back, so I can hit you." Let's do it again. Let's reenact that. Instant replay. God says sometimes I'm gonna send you out, hut, but I'm gonna bring you back to create a separation. Next man, give me back my Bible. I'm done with y'all. But God said what we just did on that stage, what the receiver does on the football field, sometimes I need to do in your life. 
That is sometimes when it looks like you're going backwards. All I'm doing is making a space where I can bless you. Did someone leave your life recently? It's all right. God's got you on a comeback route. Did you lose your job recently? It's all right. It's a comeback route. Did somebody break your heart, sweetheart? That's okay. There's somebody better. Catch this way. God said in order for you to receive... Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.